Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Two of the best looking men and the most eloquent men that's ever walked the earth is about to enter the presence of your hearing. We are Jeff Rowland and Alan Smith, the Smith and Rowland Show. And yes, before you say I'm conceited, I would say to you, no, not conceited, just convinced. <laughs> now, welcome Alan Smith to the podcast. Here I am. <laughs> right, there you are. Hello, world. Yes, here hello, I world. am. Here, hello, world. Here's the Smith That's and Rowland exactly Show. Right. Smith and Rowland Show. And my, my, we're here. Got bells on. We got a Sandy Claus hat on. Jeff has and a red, red nose. nose. Yeah, and, Rudolph's uh, red nose. Uh, reindeer. Reindeer. Uh, <laughs> oh, please. I should not have started. Uh, oh, I beg you. What? I beg you. The pain gets you, too unbearable. Listen, I just came through <laughs> surgery and you're doing that. I don't understand. Why would you put me through such pain and torment? Well, evidently, we're putting others in pain and torment every time we bring up Mike Bickle. I don't know what know. the deal is. I, well, I, we kind of do know. You had some major revelation this morning from the Holy Spirit. You were sharing well, it with me before we, I before we started. Major. Well, what I was sharing is just a few little points is I have a little quiet time for about an hour, try too early in the mornings. And what I got hemmed, what the, I felt like the Holy Spirit hemmed me up with was I was asking the Lord, I said, Lord, why is it that Jeff and I, you got the whole world out here that's nailing Mike Bickle's hide to the wall, just tearing him up and down on how he's a sinner and he's always been a sinner and, and he's just not been nothing but trash since day one mm -hmm. of his ministry and all that. And then there's Jeff and I that do not agree with it. Not only do we not agree with it, we know it's not the truth. So Jeff and I just get on the podcast here and we start saying, well, but there's a different way to look at this thing. And I was talking to the Lord about it. And I said, Lord, are me and Jeff just rebellious? Is everybody else right? And that you need to tar and feather Bickle? Are they right? Or why is it that me and Jeff seem to be at, we're not total opposites because it's not like we're trying to put him on a pedestal. That's not right thing to say either. But as I was talking to the Lord and praying, I guess I was complaining really, Jeff. I don't know if you can call that praying, but I was complaining to the Lord and, and the Lord, what I felt like he showed me and I, in prayer was he said to me, he said, there's a difference that you, me and I'm not saying man, you's perfect, Jeff, because Lord knows we're not. We know it, and we don't even claim to be. We do claim to have a perfect gospel. But in the course of conversation, the ways of the world is accumulation of information, or we gain, you know, we try to document evidence against somebody. And, and you and I, are with the, we're using Bickle as an example. I mean, there's a thousand right. situations out there. We're just using him as an example. So with Bickle, here we come along, and we talk about restoration. He hasn't even confessed to a sin, right? but it's like we're starting at the end and yeah. working backwards. We're starting at the conclusion, which is forgiveness and restoration, and we work the equation backwards. So Bickle now has, and we've said whether he's guilty or innocent, it doesn't change the conclusion. It doesn't change, it. It doesn't change my perspective of it and how you well, approach it. And it's the way you and I understand the gospel. So right. I felt like the Lord was saying there's a difference in a world culture and a kingdom culture. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God, I think we try to bring the world cultural understanding. So you and I can f have followed Mike Bickle a little bit down through the years. And we're totally convinced that Mike Bickle's heart is the kingdom of God. 
Yes. Not saying that he's done it perfect. Lord knows. Not saying that he's not living his life and he fails at times. And I know a lot of people say, well, Alan, you just give him permission for it. I'm not giving it permission. I'm just talking in reality. And yep. so we're living in this real world that we're sinners saved by grace on a good day, on our best day. On our best day. Yeah. We're sinners saved by <clears throat> grace, and yeah. we're constantly trying to bring the kingdom culture or the kingdom of God culture or the kingdom mindset into this natural world. And yeah. what that means, we start from the forgiven viewpoint, and everybody says, well, he needs to repent. And he's like, well, that's between him and God. We're, yeah. we're reporting that we're wanting to bring the kingdom culture of God into Mike Bickle's situation or yeah. into any of our listeners' situations. Absolutely. And the gospel of the kingdom— now, Jeff, to accumulate evidence to prove Mike Bickle guilty, it's an old concept, but it comes from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The question is, are you good enough or are you evil enough? Well, I present to you and a friend of mine years ago, he wrote a book, Two Trees in the Garden. His name's Rick Joyner, and I consider Rick a friend. But he pointed out that you got two trees in the garden, and he made this statement, well, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he said, the problem is not with evil. We know what evil is, but what we have to consider, how good is good if God didn't want us to know it? In other words, yes. God said, don't partake of the tree of the knowledge of good or evil. That's right. So now we're trying to say with Bickle that he's not good enough, so therefore he must be evil. So to partake of that tree and apply it to this situation, I think it's off limits to us, Jeff. Yeah. There's another tree there in the garden called the tree of life. Now, the way I understand the tree of life, if you touch that tree, if you partake of that fruit of that tree, it brings life to any situation. That's the way I understand it. So yeah. what you and I are guilty of is we're guilty of trying to bring life into the situation. You and I've read the Bible just like everybody else. We understand that a man has to repent before he can come to life. We know that's a given. That's yeah. a given. That's square that's given. one. We all understand yeah. these elementary teachings of the faith. So mm -hmm. we know that he's got to repent. But the truth is, because we know that Mike's heart is the kingdom of God, we already know Mike will repent if there's anything he needs to repent of. Well, yeah. We, we already on, yeah. know that. Based we already on know that. The That's word right. of God's in the man. He's going That's to repent. Right. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. wonder. Everybody talks and, about a cover up. Cover up yeah. my hind leg. Yeah. The Holy Spirit's in you. You're going to repent. Go ahead. Yeah, I we've seen. Well, there. no, we've just seen evidence that he has <laughs> repented by the fruit that he has been producing. You can tell that the repentance has been an active part of his life. And here's here's something for people to consider. If you're going to hang Mike Bickle, you got to hang yourself because there is. That's right. If we say we have no sin, we make God a liar is what the word of God says. Now, I understand that what they're trying to do is pin a pattern of behavior on Mike Bickle, which they've not been able to do. Mm -hmm. So if the sin has been committed and he's brought it to the Lord, forgiveness has been granted and things have moved on. And what's happening is, is now everybody's becoming aware of a sin that was committed in Mike Bickle's life and it's been made public. Okay. If you're going to crucify him, that means you're going back to the government established by the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. That's right. And that's, that's what right. seems and that's to Bible. be happening. And that's Bible. That's just that's Bible. Bible. Jeff, going through the Bible and you and I citing the Bible is the plumb line of all truth. 
that's exactly it, right. It says in Matthew eight thirty three. It says, "But seek ye first the kingdom of God. That's right. And His righteousness, not our righteousness. That's right. His righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you." Now, come on now. So there's benefits you and I are trying to declare and promote, and we believe that there's benefits of living in the kingdom culture of God. Would that be a correct statement? On that's, your... that's not just correct, but you, I believe, I think the kingdom of God is the central theme of the entire Bible. It's yeah. wrapped up in the whole historical narrative of the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. In, it's wrapped up in the covenant of Moses with the law of God. Right. And then in the new covenant, where he writes his laws into our minds and hearts, it is paramount. It was also paramount to the teachings of Christ. The kingdom of God is the big theme all the way through the Bible. And you trace it back to, it is a byproduct of the tree of life. We see it in literal form in the book of Revelation in the tree of life. That I is did. planted by the river in heaven. What I believe is if we're going to preach a kingdom culture manifesting from our heart, we have to operate from the perspective of the tree of life and not from the perspective of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, because we all know that we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God oh, and that right. we have an advocate with the father in this kingdom called Jesus Christ. And he and you, has paid the price for us. And you and I are not willing to compromise that benefit of the kingdom. Not That's where all. you and I are, we're hard-headed, but we're hard-headed about a benefit that we're not willing to give up. Yeah, and I can't, benefit, I have no hope without it. We yeah. have no hope without that because no. when you have that benefit of the kingdom that we're discussing here, Jeff, there's a certain peace and joy that comes on you and that security. you can have security and purpose, Jeff, purpose. Yes, yes, yes. It's there that we have purpose. And when we walk in what we're saying here, we have peace, joy, purpose. And how, I don't think, I think it's very hard to discover what is the will of God for your life if you don't live out of this kingdom culture. Absolutely. You see, Jeff, you and I are living from the kingdom culture is that we're already forgiven of the sin. Now, it's going to get us hung, but here we go. Yeah. Before we've even committed it. Absolutely. That's now, exactly right. To me and you, that is kingdom, a benefit of the kingdom of God. Yes. Now, it's not saying that we don't have a responsibility in that. Of course, we have a responsibility in that of repentance. We want to live up to best we can to this benefit of the kingdom, I'll call it, of yep. being forgiven even before we sinned. Yep. Jeff, that's a big deal, honey. That's a huge deal. That's a, listen, Jesus died for the sins of the world, past, present, and future. So that's, and I know you and I, in taking up for Mike Beckle, using him as an example, we're doing that from the standpoint of it's a benefit of the kingdom of God. He's a brother in Christ, and it is our obligation yes, to defend him that's and right. anyone else that's in the kingdom. That's we right. all we that's all right. understand we're in process, but the point is we're wanting to make a case that in the church we need to recheck ourselves. We need to recalibrate and be sure that we're walking in kingdom culture and not the culture of this world. And a lot of people want to handle what happens with people with a natural courtroom scene. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying, Jeff? Let's, or we're going to have this debate. You and I are not debating with anybody about Mike Bickle. My conversation and your conversation are using our friend. We'll call him a friend, a distant friend, but we are a brother, if you will. We find ourselves in representing and taking up for Mike Bickle because that is the kingdom culture. And you've got the self-appointments that we go through is of this world. There's people on the internet for some reason feel like that they have been, it's been self-appointments to be judge, jury, and then to pass judgment on Mike Bickle. Now, you and I are under the standpoint that we haven't been given that position. No, and I don't think no one else has either. (laughs) Well, I just think in light of what you're saying, I believe that this kingdom culture brings to life our responsibility to speak life and not speak the knowledge of good and evil into somebody's life. Flowing out of the tree of life is the gospel of the grace of God. It is life that we do not deserve. And let me just say, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should. There was no good work you could do to merit your entrance wow. into the kingdom of God. And if there is no good work that you can do to merit your entrance in the kingdom of God, if it's all Jesus, then there is no bad work you can do to get you out of the kingdom of God. Neither is there any good work that you can do inside the kingdom of God. It's going to merit you any more favor. Our inheritance is wrapped up in Jesus Christ and in Christ alone. So if Jesus Christ has both forgiven and cleansed us of our sin, I don't think it's up to us to bring up our sin to anybody else. Now, that does not release us of the requirements of repentance and having a contrite spirit. It does not release us of that. I think that activates a lot of these benefits, Alan. There's a lot of people that's in the kingdom, but living as though they're not in the kingdom because they either won't repent for rebellion's sake or they won't repent for shame's sake. And we can go into sins of weakness and rebellion and how that plays into it. There's all kinds of teachings about this, but the sum total of it all is we've got people out there judging Bickle based off of the knowledge of the tree of good and evil. And if you do that, we're all guilty and deserve hell. But the tree of life says that we're to speak life and grace and mercy and peace. That's in keeping with kingdom culture. Well, Jeff, I don't have any problem with using the internet. It's obvious we don't because you and I do a podcast. But even though as truthful and as smart and bright as you and I are, we still don't use. People would not disagree with your conclusion on that. Okay. But yet people would not use the Smith and Rowland show like it was canon of scripture. My point being that people are getting their evidence off of the internet, using it as a truth source that's greater than scripture. Yeah, that's right. You're right. That's just the truth. You're exactly right. That's right. Well, they're saying, well, I read Mike Bickle's letter. Well, I read this and I saw the, I mean, listen, Mike Bickle came out with a letter to the church. It wasn't to the world. It was to his church and to the leadership. Well, it wasn't less than 30 seconds, I guess. They had it all plastered all over the internet. And then I don't know that I've seen one podcast approaching Bickle's letter of repentance that it met anybody's expectation. Well, he didn't. Oh, yeah, right. Well, he didn't. Well, it's a cover. It's a cover up. It's a cover up. I'm like, that is, you're just not, I'm not going to say these people are non-believers. I am going to say, though, with, with all sadness, 
but with truthful resolve is that you're looking through this through the eyes of the world, That's not right. through the eyes of the, of the culture of yeah. the kingdom of our That's God. Right. And yeah. God has given us, Jeff, there are a lot of people, you know, there's a big discussion always on replacement theology and dispensational teaching, covenant theology. You got all of these different viewpoints, and you and I are from the viewpoint that dispensational covenant. We are not replacement theologists by no means, but we right. do believe that what that the kingdom of God's in your heart. Yes. A lot, a lot of replacement theologists say, well, that's the kingdom. Well, there is an earthly kingdom and going to be, and there's also a kingdom of the heart. And because there's a mystical side of a literal kingdom, there's a mystical side to, I mean, literally Adam and Eve are on the earth, literally Noah built an ark. That's but we right. know that when God sends judgment upon the earth, that we have an ark. And that's the reason you and I are on the rapture crowd is because we believe the ark that will save us from destruction to come is just like Noah and his ark. That's and that right. ark, of course, is Christ Jesus. That's and he right. will save us from this tribulation that is to come. So those are types and shadows. Is Jesus a boat, a mystically speaking, spiritual speaking? Yes. But does that mean that the actual ark was not built? No, the actual, right. for some reason, Jeff, everything that God's done in the spirit, he's also done in a literal sense. And yeah. I guess it's God's way of show and tell or something. I'm not really sure. But where yeah. we make a mistake, people criticize dispensationalists of doing away with the gifts and the supernatural side of God. I've heard it over and over that they do away with the Holy Ghost. Now, I'll have to say, I can see how they can come up with that kind of conversation against some dispensationalists. But let me mention this. Replacement theologist or the theology does away with the nation Israel. That's right. Yeah. And they say, no, no, Israel's not no more. It's That's all right. about the church and the church replaced uh, Israel. Well, pray yeah. tell, what's the difference in that and the dispensationalists doing away with the uh, sign gifts? Yeah, and, that, and same, that's right. That's it's the exactly same right. problem. It's same the same problem. problem. Same, same. Same thing. That same thing. I hadn't changed But, but you right. and I promote that the kingdom of God is in your heart, but there's also a literal kingdom. We yeah. believe that God, once the gifts are given, that you're still here. And so, therefore, for some reason in the human nature, people think it's necessary to do away with something before they can establish another truth, they think, when yeah. actually both of them are true. So, both is true. the truth yeah. is... Is Mike Bickle, and here's my point, is he a sinner? The answer is yes. Is yep. he guilty of something? I'm sure, as we all are. Yep. That's true. But is Mike Bickle forgiven past, present, and future sins? The answer is yes. Absolutely. You and I have so much faith in the gospel that's in Mike Bickle. Whatever he sinned about, if he has, we are totally confident that he'll repent. I have total yeah. confidence that he'll yeah. repent because and I believe I know, he already has. Yeah, I believe he has too, Jeff. And because yeah. I know his heart. Now it just yeah. so happens because of the internet. Now they're wanting to plaster past sins all over the internet. And God, could you imagine everybody that's listening to this broadcast? What if all of our hearts, Jeff, were plastered in a chat room today? What if all yeah. of our hearts were placed on the internet? Yeah. Wow. That's right. Uh, and go back. And, yeah, and, go, and we're go not taking up for sin. Yeah. yeah, go back 20 years ago or 30 years yeah. ago. Yeah, and reveal 
reveal on the internet everything that was in your heart and your mind 20 years ago and plaster it out there for the world and things that you have struggled, things that we've struggled with and prayers we've prayed of Lord, deliver me, forgive me. And then somebody bringing that back up in your life. It's counterproductive to the gospel. That's right. You're not who you were 20 years ago. Just like the preacher, what's his name, Jeff, and said the thief on the cross made it to heaven. And yeah, that's the angel right. asked him how he got there. Who, what was the preacher's name? Yeah, Rick? it was Alistair uh, Begg. Begg. Yeah. And the thief on the cross was in heaven. And Peter said, well, what are you doing here? And he said, I don't know. Yeah. He said, what do you mean you don't know? He said, well, the man on the middle cross said I could come. That's exactly right. That's all he, they did. Didn't, that's all he had in there. That's all he had. I mean, they didn't bring up his stuff that was as far as Jesus was concerned. His blood covered that's right. the sins that's of right. the thief on the cross. And he hadn't even been to church yet. But there again, what you and I are saying, there's a spiritual concept of truth here that is being overlooked. And we believe that you approach Mike Bickle from a forgiven standpoint, knowing that if he hasn't been repented yet, he will be. How do we know that? Is it confidence in Mike Bickle? No, it's a confidence of in the gospel of the kingdom of God. We believe that he'll repent, I'll repent. And if you're forgiven, Jeff, now just hang with me. If you're forgiven, if Jesus died for your sins, past, present, and future, how can that be true yep. and him not know that you would repent when he can? That's right. That's exactly right. And what I'm talking about, <laughs> the Lord runs her backwards. Yeah. He starts at the happy ending yeah. and then starts reading backwards. Okay, we'll go over what got you to this happy ending if you want. And so we're trying to do it from the kingdom culture. We're going from a forgiven state, working it backwards. And so with all authority, we can say, Mike Bickle is forgiven. He shall be forgiven. He will repent. He will get over it. And I'm going to say this, Jeff. I believe that God will restore this house greater of IHOP, greater than the previous house. Amen. Now, now that's kingdom culture. That's kingdom culture. That's kingdom declaration. And I choose and you choose, we choose to declare that. Now to me, Jeff, and I told you the other day, I said, Jeff, I declare they didn't burn his house down. They're not going to let him get up. And uh, we were talking about that. And you know, it's a funny thing. The world can burn your house to the ground and God will resurrect it up greater than it was before. Yeah, boy, that's exactly right. And that's what totally happens when we that. repent. Yeah. It burns our house down. Well, burn yeah. it down. Yeah. Because what what is rebuilt <laughs> is always better than what burned. That's exactly right. But anyway, Jeff, we were getting on this topic, and this is part three of the Mike Bickle thing we did this week. We felt necessary. Yeah. We didn't even want, we talked about how we wasn't going to talk about it no more. Yeah. And I should have known better, knowing that that would be the next thing we'd do. That's right. <laughs> That's normally the way so, it works with us. And that uh, truth, my goodness. If you want to know what we're talking about, just listen to what we're saying we're not going to talk about. That's exactly, exactly <laughs> what we talk about. That's right. That's, That's but I do exactly believe right. that, Jeff, that there is benefits from operating from the tree of life. I think you can find out God's will. And I pray that Bickles will totally carry on with the will of God in his life. There's something that I can't escape, Jeff. I'm going to say it. I am believing on a personal level that Bickles walking where he needs to, but it appears that he almost has an uncheckable peace. Yes. And that's part of a kingdom culture. Absolutely. It's a byproduct, it, a benefit of walking in the kingdom. It's, yeah. And it's, uh, so I can't help, but I feel compelled to throw that in there to have, how do you have this type? Well, the only thing I can tell you is this, if you'll first seek the kingdom of God and his righteousness, if you'll seek that, 
all these things will be added to you. And I stand here and you stand here and we agree. We believe that Mike Bickle has been seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And we believe that God will add things to him as he sees fit. Absolutely. And that's just our story, and we're going to stick to it. Going to stick to it. That's the hill we're going to fight on. You got any closing notes there, Jeff? Yes, I I really do. There's something been just gnawing at me the whole time that we've been doing the podcast this morning that I wanted to say before we get done, and that is I wanted to say to all of our listeners, you're welcome. (laughs) You just yeah, you can't hold. You just got to do that. Listen, you're I mean, really you really going to go through with it, aren't you? Well, I, you know, a man's <laughs> got to do what he's got to do. You got to say what's in your heart. And I just want to say you're welcome. Because, I mean, well, you know. He's saying that to some of our many listeners. I'm thinking, though, <laughs> that you're meaning it for some of his podcast listeners out in Kansas City. But now I'm not sure that's what you meant just, that for. I just want to tell them all, you're welcome. No need to say thanks. Well, no just, say, just say Merry Christmas and then bye. <laughs> Merry Christmas and then bye. <laughs> see you rolling. Right, we'll see you. Thank you for joining today's Smith and Rowland show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrollandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.